0: Welcome to the first episode of Parenting Your Sensitive Child. My name is Julia McGarry, and I am a life coach, a highly sensitive person, and a mama to a highly sensitive child. I coach parents of highly sensitive kids through their own shit so they can show up for their kids from the place of calm, connection, and compassion that they want to and start finding the fun in their everyday family life again. I decided to start a podcast to create a one-stop resource for my clients and for any parent who's just realizing that their kid might be highly sensitive and maybe they may be even questioning whether they are too. So I'm here to help you figure out what it means to be highly sensitive how it can affect your relationship with your child and how you can use this knowledge to help them step into the world changers that they were meant to be. Because if there's one thing I know about highly sensitive people, it's that when we learn to see our sensitivity as a strength, not a weakness, we can make big waves. So, over the next few episodes, I'm going to talk about some of the core traits of high sensitivity in more depth. But for this first episode, I just want to give you an overview so you know that you're in the right place. All right. Now, a lot of people assume they know what high sensitivity means or what being highly sensitive means, and they assume it means overly sensitive someone who takes things personally or is too emotional or maybe they think that i'm talking about sensory processing disorder that i work with parents of kids who have sensory processing disorder or kids who are on the spectrum and i want to be really clear from the get-go here on this podcast that yes many highly sensitive people do take things personally and yes, there is some overlap with sensitive, uh, sensory processing disorder. But high sensitivity, being a highly sensitive person, is not a diagnosis and it's not a disorder or a weakness. It's a collection of temperament traits that result from a person having a, just having a more finely tuned nervous system, right? So... That's important to know. We just, our nervous systems are designed to take in more information. Now, highly sensitive people make up about 20% of the population. We are the observers. We notice all the details. We process things more deeply. We feel things more deeply and more intensely. And we have a load bar in new situations. So, What I mean by that is we just need a few minutes to process and take things in before we jump in. So I want you to just kind of take all that in and then we're gonna consider what this looks like in kids. Now, if your child is highly sensitive, you may already recognize them in the few descriptors that I just gave. But when I'm talking about highly sensitive children, one of the first things I usually tell people are these are the kids that we think of as old souls. They're often born alert, and they're taking things in from the very start. They may startle easily as babies or get fussy when you're stressed. Because they process things so deeply, a lot of highly sensitive kids take a while to fall asleep. And really, I could do a whole episode on my own family's sleep journey, sleep is a big thing for a lot of highly sensitive children and a lot of highly sensitive adults. (laughs) Now, as they get older, sensitive kids can have big emotions that seem to come out of nowhere, a low tolerance for sad or scary movies, and a need for more time to decompress at the end of a busy day. They are likely to want to watch a bit before they jump into new activities. There's that load bar again. They just need a little bit of time to put all the pieces together before they're really comfortable. And they may have some separation anxiety when starting school. And then when it comes to friendships and being highly sensitive, highly sensitive kids are much more likely to have one or two close friends than to be a part of a big group. HSCs, that's what we call highly sensitive children, HSCs, tend to get overstimulated easily because of how much they're taking in. So because they're taking in lots of sensory input and they're noticing other people's emotions and they're processing things so deeply, they have a lot going on under the surface that we don't see. And all those things combined can be really overwhelming and that's where you start to see the emotions that just come out of nowhere. If this sounds like a few different people you know, remember, we are one in five. And it can high sensitivity can present differently based on how it fits in with the rest of a person's temperament. So if your child is introverted, it's going to look a little bit different than if they're extroverted. That's my quick overview of what it means to be highly sensitive. And I want to give you a minute to let that all soak in. This is a pretty short episode, so you can go back and listen. Again, if you want to, if you need a little bit more reinforcement to help you identify yourself and your child in these words. But I want to leave you with this. Even if you're unsure of whether your child is highly sensitive or not, there's something here for you. Highly sensitive kids are like canaries in the coal mines. They show us in no uncertain terms which parenting strategies are failing our kids and need to be left in the past. The work that we have to do to break our own conditioning and become the parent our sensitive kid needs is the work that benefits all parents and all of our kids and all of our relationships. So stick around, and I'll see you in the next episode. Listen, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd take a few minutes to leave a review. It'll help other parents find the podcast, and more importantly, it'll help more grown-ups see their kids' sensitivity as the strength it truly is.